the Transport Workers Union Local 513 podcast with Second Vice President Brian Parker is online and streaming. Take it away, Brian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TWU Local 513 podcast. Joining me this morning is Greg Cozy. Welcome aboard, Greg. Good morning, my brother. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. One of the things I want to discuss is demographics. How have things changed in our workplace, specifically at DFW, but just overall? And we'll double back with that because we have some numbers here, and, and, and I want to talk about that at the end. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, let's start with an outstation report. What's going on with our outstations? Well, interestingly enough, Austin continues to grow. In fact, if you look at the uh, transfer list this weekend, they posted, uh, the company posted 31 full-time agent positions and 37 part-time positions in Austin. So Austin continues to grow. I believe Austin will be what American considers to be a gateway. They're adding destinations, adding uh, gates eventually. They're kind of hamstrung at this point by the airport as far as the gates are concerned, but uh, Austin continues to grow. San Antonio will remain at its current flight schedules. There may be a decrease over the spring, but anticipated growth in the summer. As far as Nashville is concerned, it's the same thing. They will be losing a flight or two during the spring with hopes of regaining them during the summer. But the headcount will stay the same. As far as our other stations where we have our members, we did a station visit to Raleigh-Durham two weeks ago. John Borges and I, and met with our members and some of the association members, actually, the IM uh, members. And so uh, we just kind of do a pulse check there, see what's going on, let the guys know that they are represented by 513, and we will continue to do the best we can in in representing their contractual interests. But um, it was a good visit. Raleigh has some of the same challenges as the other smaller stations as far as equipment is concerned, headcount. Real estate, as far as like break room facilities and that sort of thing. So that's where it, where it is. MSY actually is posted for eight full-time crew chiefs. Even though it's an IM station, we have a TWU presence who's represented by 513. So uh, that's kind of where it is on the outstations. Okay, and what about uh, what's going on with Allied and, and now Menzi being on the property at DFW with Fuelers? Well, as you know, and as our members know, our relationship with Allied has always been strained. We've had to sue Allied for representation. We have a long, um, really bad history with them. But what has happened in recent weeks is that the consortium, which really runs the facilities at the, uh, at the airport at DFW, the consortium has avoided the contract with Allied as it relates to the MNO, which is the fuel farm facility. And so they served notice, I think it was in late January, no, I'm sorry, early January, because it took effect February the 9th. And so they moved away from Allied and they brought in Menzies Aviation to run the fuel farm. As a result, what we did was we, we reached out to Menzies and we somewhat negotiated where any of the MNO mechanics and the utility folks at Allied who were affected by this would be allowed to interview with Menzies and would be offered a job. Uh, we did not want any of our members to be af- adversely affected by this change. As a result, 
we were able to somewhat negotiate some terms and Menzies has agreed to recognize us as the bargaining unit for those employees, as well as carry over the contract we currently have with Allied as it relates to the M&O operation. So what that means is that we were able to preserve their wages, uh, their benefits, vacation, work rules, and everything else. So again, we certainly did not want any of our members to be adversely affected by this change. So consequently, our guys started last week working for Menzies, still represented by TWU Local 513, and uh, we'll be entering into a voluntary recognition agreement with Menzies so that everything will be uh, legal and binding. So we did do a car drive and also some of the things that are required by the NMB so that everything will be legal and enforceable. And uh, what about the component with the benefits? Well, we were able to negotiate their benefits, where they're, whatever they're paying currently, they'll continue to pay, even though Menzies has a better benefit healthcare package, uh, at least for the next year until we negotiate a, a deal with them. Okay. Well, let's move past our outstations and uh, Allied and Menzies and talk about uh, what's going on in fleet service. I see there's a lot of job postings. I see over the weekend they posted some uh, central load planners. We've had some control center positions, and we've had a, a somewhat of a mass exodus, a lot of people going over to MLS, uh, which is formerly known as stores, uh, material logistics. You want to talk about some of the openings around the system? Yeah, so they posted uh, 20 positions at central load planning. There's a skills test required in order to get that job. Also, 15 full-time positions on the ramp at DFW. So there's been a lot of movement. There's been a lot of hiring throughout the whole system. We've had hiring events here at DFW. The last one was for 150 part-time. I think they were able to uh, make about 80 offers. With another hiring event, I think it's scheduled for next week. So uh, there's hiring going on throughout the system. It's part of the reason why Austin is showing so many vacancies on the list this weekend is because they'll be doing a hiring event in Austin uh, as well. Uh, they did one probably, I think it was two months ago, and uh, Nashville did an, uh, a hiring event about three weeks ago. So you, you'll just see, you know, every weekend there'll be new cities with transfer offers, and they, that will coincide with hiring in a lot of those uh, same cities. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of movement, uh, you know, People coming in, hire a lot of hiring, a lot of movement, a lot of people transferring around, and that's uh, not soon to stop. Can you talk a little bit about what the forecast for DFW is? Well, it's a good news story, actually, and it's, and it's all contingent really on aircraft delivery, the rebound of travel after COVID. But the expectation is that DFW will continue to add flights, even though the summer forecast sees a reduction in wide bodies coming into DFW. I think we're going from currently we have about 30 wide body flights down to about 18. But as the economy grows and as travel rebounds, American is focusing on DFW uh, to continue to add flights. So uh, by midsummer or the end of the summer, I think you'll see that the schedule will be robust and, and you'll see an increase in flights. As you, you kind of go around the airport, uh, they're still doing the construction. Projects have not been put on hold. In fact, there are still construction projects are still going forward. So there's, there's a, a lot of anticipated growth 
in DFW, not just in the flight schedule and the real estate, but in our headcount. You know, I can't stress enough how this local has been pushing upper management, particularly management at headquarters, to recognize the fact that DFW has to be staffed differently. Uh, and what that means is we have to have the resources and the tools in order to do the work, and the resources are the people. So, you know, almost weekly you'll see, you know, jobs uh, posted for transfers and you'll continue to see the hiring going on part-time and eventually full-time. We're going to use this to kind of segue into uh, what I was speaking about earlier, which was demographics, because to your point, things are exploding, international travel's coming back. Fortunately, a lot of our members had the opportunity to retire, and uh, we've obviously wished them well in that endeavor, but we've onboarded a lot of new people. Aside from the people that we've hired locally, we're getting a lot of transfers in. I know we've got a big contingency of people that have transferred here from Charlotte. So DFW is on the move. So in the meeting the other day, I know you heard me ask the question, if I could get the demographics of you know what our workforce at DFW looks like. So I've printed it up, and let's talk a little bit about it, and we'll start with crew chiefs. So what is the average age of a crew chief at DFW? So we should probably uh, put this out as a trivia question for the membership meeting. But uh, seeing as how I have the same paperwork, I I would guess and say uh, the average tenure of a crew chief, or the age you ask, average yes, age, age of a crew chief is uh, 54, I think. Yes, sir. 54 right. years old. So our average crew chief is 54 years old, and his tenure would be at? Uh... Let me shuffle some papers. His tenure is uh, 28 years. 28 years. Mm -hmm. So that's changed a little bit. Yeah, you know, from the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, DFW saw about 300 of our brothers and sisters take the early out. And uh, that's a big number. That's a big number. And a lot of those people had, of course, had a lot of tenure with American Airlines. So, uh, yeah, that number, I'm sure that the average number has been impacted by the fact that those folks took the early retirement. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you one more. Okay. Average age of a fleet service agent or clerk as we know them. Mm, if I had to make a guess, I'd say 47. 47? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last one, and don't look at your paper All if you right. haven't already. Okay. So how long do you think the average fleet service agent in Dallas has been working on the ramp? All right, and I promise I'm not looking at my paper. I'd say, oh, 16 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> As you look down at your paper. Right. To me, these are fun facts. You know, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, what dynamic we're made up of. The last thing I'll say is we have 17 people in their 70s working at DFW. Yeah, and we also have uh, two crew chiefs who are in their 20s. Yeah. Uh, less than a year with the company. So yeah, we had one that was just awarded Yeah, at the end of last year. I mean, he just hired in at the end of last year. Uh, we have 15 teenagers working on the ramp at DFW. I remember when I was a teenager and got hired at American. So it's crazy to think that we've got two more people in their 70s working there as we do teenagers. Yeah. The vast majority of people that work at DFW and Fleet Service are in their 50s. There's 11, or 1,149 people in their 50s. There's only 482 in their 20s. So just some fun facts uh, to talk about, you know, the dynamics of what our operation looks like. 
we're obviously, uh, even though we have a lot of, you know, some tenure, we have a lot of young people coming in. Uh, and it's incumbent upon old guys like you and I to bring them up, bring them along. I know in, in the role of representation, we do that for, you know, we try to mentor a lot of the younger guys to trying to bring them up because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're not here for a long time. No. Well, you know, like in the membership meetings, what I always implore our, our senior members to do is to grab a couple of the younger younger guys and to mentor them and bring them along. Uh, because I remember, you know, 34 years, somebody did it for me. Uh, several of the guys actually, you know, kind of took me under their wings and showed me the ropes, the ins and out, what to do, what not to do. And uh, I've never forgotten it. I've always appreciated it. And uh, I just think, you know, it's, it's kind of a... Uh, one of the things that we should do is we should try to impact some of these uh, younger folks. But I think it's really interesting because American also needs to take a look at those demographics. And I think they have to adjust accordingly. Okay. And one more thing, since you mentioned membership meetings, our membership meetings this month are on Wednesday, February 23rd and Thursday, February 24th. And, uh, for those of you who attend the meetings, this is a, a thank you. You know, we're glad that you're there and that you stay involved. And for those that who do not attend or have never attended even, we certainly need to get our members uh, engaged and, you know, up to speed. So you want to talk about the importance, if possible, of attending membership meetings? Yeah, absolutely. You know, attending a membership meeting is sort of like having a gym membership. You know, you, you can pay a monthly fee to go, you know, to, to be able to go to a, a gym, but if you don't actually use it, what good is it? And so, you know, you, you pay your, your dues by, by monthly, and part of that, you know, gives you the right to come to the membership meetings. And, you know, I always say that our membership hall is like home, and we are a big family. And so, you know, I just ask that you come to the membership meeting. You come, we, we have our, a decent lunch, and it gives you an opportunity to get the information that's going around in the system, any contractual information, and also gives you an opportunity to, you know, sometimes our members vent. Uh, they have, uh, you know, issues that, that go on, and they want to notify the rest of the membership, or they have questions or concerns, and we are certainly able to answer many of them. And if what we can't answer, we find out the answers and we, we bring it back to our members either at the next membership meeting or we reach out to them between meetings uh, to get their, give them their answers. But it's just an opportunity to fellowship. I think it's important that, you know, you try to make at least a couple of meetings a year so that you can become active and you can hear what's going on for yourself. A lot of times people, you know, have a lot of questions and concerns or they just, you know, have a need for information. And they rely on, on others to provide it for them. And it may not necessarily be accurate. And I'll give a, a kind of a, an example. I was in the, on the field about three weeks ago talking to some guys in the break room. And we were talking about the fact that the job just isn't the same. This isn't the same job that, you know, I hired in on 34 years ago. And that, in fact, I said that if I was, uh, you know, a young man in my early 20s and had probably less than a year with the company, I might look elsewhere for, you know, a different opportunity simply because the job isn't the same. And some folks heard that and they ran with it. And what I said was misconstrued. Some folks said that, you know, Cozy said that there's going to be massive layoffs and blah, blah, blah. And again, it's, it's pretty 
apparent that there will not be any layoffs anytime soon because we are hiring. We, like I said, we did a hiring event what last week and we have another one scheduled next week. So there, there are no layoffs. But again, it, it illustrates how sometimes things can get misconstrued. And so um, coming to a membership meeting, you know, you get the information for yourself and again, opportunity to ask questions and voice concerns. Okay, Greg, uh, I'm about to turn it over to you for your housekeeping items because you always have, you know, you always close the show out with good stuff. But before you do, I want to remind everybody to go to TWULocal513.org, go to our website. If you're not registered, we need to get you registered for the website. If you are registered, go in there, make sure your contact information is correct. Uh, it's very important. We send out a lot of information. The past couple of years, we've sent out Christmas cards. This year, we sent out Christmas cards. And we got a huge stack of cards back because we had bad addresses. So it's important uh, with your employer uh, that you keep your information updated. Uh, at American, it would be through JetNet. And with the union, through our website, TWLocal513.org. And also, while you're on the website, download the app into your phone. That's a good thing to have as well. With that said, do you have anything else for us before we go? That sounds like you did a pretty good job of housekeeping for me. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you know, as always, I just want to thank our members for the work that they do. I think we do tremendous job. Our numbers have improved at DFW. We've always said, and, and now it's been confirmed that as DFW goes, so goes the system. Our workforce is doing a tremendous job. I want to send a special thank you to our members at Allied. I know that they have uh, been through quite a bit in recent years. I want to let them know that we are still pressing for contract negotiations. In fact, there was some back and forth uh, last week with Allied leadership as far as the contract goes. So we'll be having further discussions this week with them. I want to also implore our uh, senior members again to help our newer members. You guys will see an influx of, of new hires coming in almost weekly up until the summer. And so again, I want to implore our senior members to assist them as best you can, help them learn as much as they can, be patient with them, because at some point somebody, you know, did that for us. As a constant reminder, I want, you know, to remind our members to be safe out there. Uh, we don't need to wear the beat headsets. Uh, we need to wear our safety vest. We need to make the, the stops when we're driving around the airport. We're getting a lot of reports that folks are rolling through the, the stop bars that are printed on the ramp. So we just want to, you know, remind folks to be cognizant of the traffic patterns and, and everything else that goes on out there. And so, again, we invite you to come to the membership meeting next week. You're more than welcome to come home to the, to the Union Hall. And, uh, again, just be safe and enjoy this perfect weather. Thank you, Greg. It's always good to get you on a podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, wish everybody a great day and be safe. Thanks for joining. For questions and comments about today's podcast, please email podcast at TWULocal513.org. For more information about TWU Local 513, please visit www.TWULocal513.org. Music licensed by Pond5. Today's podcast was produced, engineered, and edited by Tommy Engel.